Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Scholar and the Guru. Today, we're going to be talking about morning routines, what they are, why they're beneficial, what are some simple takeaways you can use to help jumpstart your morning. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to share them in the comment section of our website, or you can do it on our Facebook page. We thank you all again so much for the support, and we hope you enjoy the show. The Scholar and the Guru is an outlet that provides an alternative and refreshing take on everything health and fitness related from a critical perspective. The show is intended for entertainment purposes only and should not be used to inform or diagnose any ailment or condition. In other words, don't take this shit too seriously. You're listening to The Scholar and the Guru. Here are your hosts, Andrew Carter and Jared Tavasolian. Cool, man. So, so morning routine. So morning routine is like the new, the new in thing. Everyone's talking about it. It's the new in thing, right? Yes. So I think it's, it's, it's time that we, we kind of give it our deconstruction a little bit. Yeah, let's do that. And I, you know, I was thinking about it. We kind of set it up really nice because we had Wells on last week talking about meditation. I thought what a nice way to kind of give people something to, to strive for. And then we put it into a little thing for them to do in the morning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we will have in the next few weeks, we have the Tai Chi guy on. So we're going to have a whole, we're going to be really tapping into that spiritual part of our podcast. All right. Finally coming through with all the aspects of what we're doing. Yes, no doubt. No doubt. So yeah, so we're got, we got a lot going on today. So we're going to be covering morning routines. We have three things that we're really going to be touching on. It's what are morning routines? Why are they beneficial? And then how can people implement them? Or what are some of the I guess, what are some examples that people can use for uh, morning routines to get them going? Right. Yeah, that's what we that's what we want to bring to everybody. So, Andrew, like, what is a morning routine? What what is the what is the what is it about? Yeah, so it's interesting. I was, every time we talk about this, like you were saying, like, this is the end thing right now. Right. It's like it feel, I feel like anytime there's like a like a biohack or like a new life hack, it's like. It becomes a huge deal. Like Oprah talks about it, and like some guy will do a TED talk on it, and like there's this big marketing plan behind it, and we just have to go out and buy shit. And I feel like morning routines are becoming that. That it's like, oh, Tony Robbins and everyone, oh, we got to have a morning routine. And I think what ends up happening a lot of times is that people kind of get intimidated, or they just it becomes too much for them. And I think when we talk about morning routines, and especially what we're preaching on this podcast, but more specifically with morning routines that we tend to complicate it too much, right? So morning routine is basically just something that you get up and do every morning, right? You can look at it from like the, the dictionary version of, of, of routine. What is routine according to the dictionary? It's a sequence of actions followed regularly or a fixed program. So basically something that we're just getting up and doing every day, right? So, so, so you mean like when I get up and I have some Cheerios or waffles and watch ESPN. That's a morning routine. That's definitely a morning routine. I don't know if that's an optimal morning routine, but you can call it a morning routine. Yes. yes. All right. So okay. I think I think that's what we want to establish. What are some good morning routines? Or yeah. some, some optimal ones. Yeah, that, that that can get us going in the morning. So yeah. So so when you talk about that in the context of you know creating habits, it kind of goes back to the old Aristotle quote: "We are what we repeatedly do." Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. So you can either set yourself up for positivity or negativity early on in the morning with the, with these morning routines. So while it is kind of a buzzword and it is something that oh 
everyone's talking about. It's also on a fundamental level, just something that you can do to kind of get the ball rolling and get some momentum starting during the day. Great. So, so, okay. So morning routine, when we talk about it, is something that you do regularly, but now, now we're talking about not just a regular routine, like watching ESPN or, or the news and eating your Cheerios, but we're talking about something that can actually start your day off in a better way. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes. So, so what would be to you, Jared, what do you think would be considered or, or what to you constitutes a morning routine? Um, I, I would say, you know, if we're just talking about what a morning routine is, um, it's what you said. It's like what someone does regularly, but we have to look at, you know, the idea that if nothing changes, like nothing changes if nothing changes. So if every day you're waking up and doing a certain morning routine and maybe that's like eating Cheerios and watching ESPN or the news, and then you're having an outcome of how you're reacting in your day, it might be time to start thinking about how to change that to have a different outcome in your day if that's possible. Yes, 100%. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So so we're talking about this, Jared. Why are morning routines important? Because like, oh, I hear about this. People say, oh, keto is the next best thing or infrared sauna is the next best thing. Why are morning routines beneficial and why should I care? And, you know, I got three screaming kids in the morning. I got school to go to. Why is it important that someone should take the time to even want to do something like this? Yeah, man. No, for sure. Well, I just think that they're so, so powerful at helping you live an intentional life. So that's the main thing is like now creating some focus, creating some change in your life and starting your morning with your own sequence. Well, it'll create discipline, establish boundaries and really just sets you up for success. So for me, it's the difference between getting up and just reacting to the day, you know, like a reaction is you don't have time to think. So when your kid is screaming or when the boss is yelling at you or you have a fight, you go into reactionary mode, you know, and, and if, you know, if, if I try to look at it like in a fight, when you're reacting, you can't really be strategic about creating. But mm-hmm. when, you, when you're able to create a routine, now I think it gives you a buffer zone or space between your day, between the stressors. And I think it allows people to handle all the bullshit a little bit easier. Yeah, it's kind of what Wells was talking about where he was saying that all we really have control with the mind is how we react to things. Right, right. And so by 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 prepping that in the morning, I think spending that five or 10 minutes can really have a dramatic effect on how you relate to those things. And, and we know stress, you know, correlates with... Um, you know, high death rate or, or people are taking medications for it. So like anything, any tools that we have to kind of knock that down a little bit, I I think is a huge thing. Yeah. And and I think the thing too is, I mean, we've talked about this in the podcast before, like the separation between the physical and the mind. And sometimes there is no separation. So it's like doing these things are not just some like, Oh, rah, rah, get up in the morning. And like, I'm getting up at five because no one else is. There's actually physiological benefits to be you know, if you have a certain particular routine or, you know, a routine that's going to be effective, it will have like physiological benefits where you will see differences in stress outcomes and hypertension and all that good stuff. Yeah, definitely. And, and I just think that, you know, for most people, they're just waking, like literally waking up and before they even get a chance to like be grateful that they woke up or take a moment to appreciate the things they have, they're thrown right into the mix. And so, you know, we see people jumping right into that first cup of coffee, like, boom, and the adrenaline goes, and then they're like, off to the day. And 
then when the day is going, you don't really have time to slow down because once you're in that roller coaster, it's hard to like take a step back, calm down, quiet down and like reflect. And so if you don't, if you can't do it during the day and then by the end of the day, most people are tired. To me, it seems like the most advantageous place to put it would be in the morning, especially if that's creating the tone for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, too, a lot of this stuff, and we've talked about it, a lot of this stuff is like self-sabotaging. So you get up in the morning, the first thing you do, you go to Facebook. Well, you've had eight hours to let your body just kind of recover and be at a peace, and you're already you're at that hypervigilance off the bat. Yeah, getting right on that. That's social media, man. That's a trap. Yeah. You got to save that until later in the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, save that. Yeah, save no, for, for sure, for sure. But it's like it's interesting. I was listening to uh, an old Sean Stevenson podcast, and he was talking talking about this idea of morning routines. And he said that he's actually quoting Tony Robbins, and he said that you know, as humans, we're actually hardwired for certainty. If there's uncertainty, that's where we like trip out and we go into fight or flight. That's why we're meant to be in social groups and we're meant to protect each other because we're hardwired for certainty. So he's like, he gave the example of like, if you're going into like a big meeting or you have a big test, you can't determine that outcome. So that's always going to come with it, a certain level of stress. But if you mm-hmm. can find a way to have routine through a morning routine or something that you can control, it can help you deal with some of that uncertainty later on in the day. Oh, I think that's huge. I think that's also why that guy uh, on the other podcast, he was talking about making your bed in the morning, right? Like creating something where you have a win or something that's known to you. So you feel comfortable because yeah, man, like we walk out that door, you don't know what's going to happen, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Anything can happen today. uh, My baby mama and her and our son, they were on the way to the beach and they got in a car accident on the way there. And it was like, everyone's okay. Everyone's Everyone's safe. But like that changed the tone of the day from being like, delightful and happy and then all of a sudden you have something out of your control boom yes it, cha- it changes so yeah it's like what can you do to create some stability and at least find that peace inside you to, to carry you through yeah well so so everyone's okay yeah everyone was good it was just a little fender bender but i mean still it's like you just don't know what's gonna happen next yeah you don't you really don't wow so, yeah absolutely. so morning routine so i think it's cool you know and and i when I was growing up, I mean, high school, college, even after, like, I never had this concept of a morning routine. So you just get up, you get up, you know, you clean yourself off, and then you get about your day. But And you've always been actually, you've actually always kind of been hardwired to be a morning person to begin with, right? I remember me, me I remember you like in high school, I, I always tell the story, like, I remember like my dad would be getting me up like 7am to go to Roy Vista to play basketball. I'd be like, get your ass up and be like, ah, I'm like dragging ass to the gym. And like, we see you on Tierra Hada with like a big ass, like disc man, like running like along. <laughs> I was like, fuck dude. So I always remember you've always been kind of hardwired. So you might have that, you know, just genetically that's your thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's true. I, I love, for me, the, the early part of the morning is the be- is one of the best parts of the day. Um, and so to get up when it's quiet and no one else is around. And I think that's also a great time for people to meditate because like everything's quiet everything's just a little bit quieter and so just to, to remain still is a little bit easier and that's the thing too like i talk about it with a lot of my academic friends it's like a lot of times they'll get up at four or five in the morning and that's when they do their best writing they'll dedicate two to three hours to i'm writing a dissertation now so my goal is 500 words a day i don't care what it is but i have to write 500 words and if i can get up from five to eight i guarantee don't have distractions I guarantee it's quiet and usually my brain is kind of lucid enough where i can kind of get some creativity going 
Yeah, that's that's a great strategy. You know, I mean, that's that's like the slow and steady, right? Wins the race. Yes, exactly. No, it's that's cool. So, so we got we got what a routine is. We got why we we would want to do it. You know, to kind of give us that space, give us a little time to reflect. So, you want to jump into maybe what what things people can do to create a routine? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, I don't like I was telling you when I was creating. Do we were talking about doing the show we don't want it to be like the oh like a reader's digest version of oh do these eight things and research shows because that's kind of nobody really wants that so we try to come with like if we're not coming with innovative suggestions like at least innovative ways innovative ways to look at it so you're not getting the same information and you're just like regurgitating it and it's not interesting to you so right go ahead oh I, i would just say you know on top of that like when I've looked at stuff for morning routines, everyone's got like a structured thing like, um, you know, okay, you do this one minute, then this one minute, then this one minute, or another one saying like, do these five things. But I think that just like when we talk about nutrition, just like when we talk about exercise, everybody's unique and everybody learns and experiences in a different way. So a routine doesn't have to be the same thing forever. So maybe... Um, for you, gratitude might be a big thing right now. So for the next like six months, maybe it's gratitude. And then maybe that shifts into like just moving your body in the morning or like it can be free flowing a little bit. And it's the idea of just kind of doing something over time, I think, whatever that is. For sure. And I think that's also too, like you're talking about the nutrition. It's like we have these strict, strict things in the second we fall off the wagon, like that's it. Like, I mean, we're saying these things as kind of a blueprint, but nothing is etched in stone, right? Life is is malleable, so your your morning routine should be kind of malleable. For sure. And I think people get tra- caught in that trap of like, you know, when people come to me and they want a nutrition program, like they want mm-hmm. this black and white, you know, I eat this, 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 then, this, then, but like our bodies don't operate like that. And there exactly. needs to be some kind of intuitive thing built in and free flowing. And yeah, man, yes. I think it's cool. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, Jared, so the first one I think, and me and you have talked about this so much in the past. We've had, when I did my old truth podcast, we had a whole show dedicated to it. And I think we'll have one dedicated to it on this show too, but water consumption, right? This is such, it's kind of like an overplayed thing, but it's also not. And it, you know, you hear these things, oh, eight ounces to whatever, like eight glasses a day, drink your body weight, all these different things. But I don't think people realize how important it is upon waking, Right. So if you break it down, like in the simple terms, you got to look at it from we've been asleep for eight hours. And then when you wake up, you're naturally going to be dehydrated because your body hasn't had fluids for eight hours. Right. And then if you break it down at the molecular molecular level, we're 55 to 60 percent water to begin with, with ourselves. So we crave and we need water all the time. Right. So it's very important to, to be hydrated, especially upon waking. And then there's been studies that have shown that if your body water content drops as little as 2%, it can create fatigue and a lot of cognitive issues, right? So now we were talking about it before, how a lot of people, when they wake up in the morning, the first thing they want to do is go to a cup of coffee, which is funny because if you're already at a dehydration disadvantage and then you go for the cup of coffee, what does coffee do, right? It's a diuretic, so it creates more um, dehydration. So it's putting you more into... Your, your deficit, which is funny because people use coffee to kind of get the day started and kind of create, create this mental alacrity and clarity. And it does the opposite. So just getting up in the morning and, and drinking, you know, eight to 16 ounce or whatever you got to do, drink water as soon as you wake up in the morning. And then also in terms of fat loss, right? So not just for, for function, but also for fat loss. 
there was a study that came out in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism, and it found that drinking just 17 ounces of water can increase your metabolism up to 30% and burn 24 calories. And so the bottom line here is that water is like a fundamental part of life. And I know that sounds cliche, but it like it is, and you need it, especially when you wake up in the morning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's huge. And I would think, you know, most people are probably sitting there saying, Andrew, but I put water to make my coffee. So that- <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but no, water, water is super important. Uh, you know, having the cells hydrated is very important. And when you're, when you're fasting through the night, when you're not eating for 10 hours and you're breathing out air, you're, you're breathing out moisture. And so you're already dehydrating yourself um, overnight. So to wake up, and uh, get the metabolism kicking, get the, the system going by throwing in some water mm-hmm. is a great way. And what I'll usually do, Andrew, is I'll, I'll tell my clients to, um, depending on the climate and where they're at, I would I have them do like um, a cup, just a cup of water. It could be warm or room temperature or slightly chilled if they like that with half a lemon, some sea salt or uh, Celtic salt, and then um, mix it all together and then take that down. And it's just a good way to get some uh, electrolytes and get some hydration into the body. Really simple. So it's like free smart water. Free smart water. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, with <laughs> I'm with that. For sure. And, and then also, you know, we're here in the summer right now. It's hot as hell outside. I know in Memphis, I'm dying. You have these like little detox. I hate to use the word detox because that's almost it has jumped the shark like everything else, right? So, but whatever the word detox water, you have these kind of infused waters, right? Where you can take like a cucumber, some lemons and limes kind of put them overnight and steep them. So then when you drink them, you add a little bit of Himalayan salt or whatever you want to use, use some, some mint leaves. And you kind of have this infused water where you have the, the, the infusion of the, the fruits or the vegetables, but it's not going to be like drinking a soda. And you're going to get all those benefits from, from those fruits and vegetables. Yeah, I think it's a great way for people to add a little flavor and get a little extra nutrients in there. And it kind of spices it up and makes it, makes it fun a little bit to drink water in the morning or throughout the day. For sure. Yeah. And, and, and like I was saying, Jerry, when we talk about this, when we say water, right, this isn't vitamin water. This isn't Gatorade. This isn't LaCroix. This is water, right? <laughs> Somehow yeah. that's become like a, a, a weird thing. It become like this crazy thing that people can't get a concept around, but it's just drinking water. Yeah. And uh, we'll save the types of water for another show. But yeah, just H2O, man. H2O. <laughs> So, yeah, so so I think water is a big one. Um, what are some other ones that you, when you when you think about morning routines here that people should really look to implement? Uh, well, f- for me, um, I think that uh, having a gratitude practice is really important because um, I think starting off the day looking at all the things that you're grateful for, all the good things in your life, can set you up for looking at more good things in your life. So we have this system in our brain and I can't remember this name but it's like the RES and um, like I was saying before with you it's uh, when you buy like a white car then all of a sudden when you're driving around all you see is white cars and it's because that's what your attention is focused to and I think the same starts with things in our life like how many times have you started your day off and like you spill coffee or you spill something on your shirt and it's like oh damn And then that sets off to something else and then something else. And like you kind of set this cascade of events that are not in your favor. And the same with the car scenario. You see you buy a white car. Now all you see is white cars. Mm -hmm. So having that gratitude practice, I think, makes people um, start to create the practice of appreciating the things in our life. And then that 
will make you see more good things. And that's always good. Yeah. So, so when you say gratitude, Jared, do you have like a, like a certain mantra that you, you talk about, or is it just literally just writing down, like, I'm grateful that I'm alive. I'm grateful that my daughter or that my uh, sister and her daughter are healthy. Is it just creating like simple things like that? Okay. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm grateful that I opened my eyes this morning. I'm grateful that I have a car to drive to work in today. I'm grateful that um, I can go and work out and be healthy, you know, whatever. Or I'm grateful that I have the ability to eat quality food. You know, I mean, half the population on earth is below the poverty line and, you know, lives on a dollar a day. Like yeah. we got it good, you know? So when we're in our shit, it's hard to see that because we're in our shit. And so the gratitude, I think just kind of like is a way to, it might not help right away, but it's a, it's a good practice. Oh yeah. I love that. I love that. And that, that's not something I do enough. You know, I, it's easy to look at not necessarily the negative side of things, but you see your, you know, your friends, you're at work, you know, we're as humans, we, we like to compare ourselves to people. We keep up with the Joneses. That's the old saying. So it's like, I see my boys, you know, back home, like doing their thing, making money. And it's like, man, I'm still in grad school and I'm still slaving away. But it's like, do you have a lot to be grateful for? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so, so I, I love the gratitude practice, right? Water, again, these are all things that don't cost any money, very simple to implement and don't take mm-hmm. a lot of time. Um, when, I, when I think of too, when I think about morning routines, just because we do it and we take it for granted a lot is breakfast. Okay. Right. Because it's like, it's like the age old debate. Like, what do I have? Do I have high carbs, low carbs? Do I not eat breakfast at all? Like what's up with the breakfast things, right? Is that, do you prefer people to have breakfast, not have breakfast, or are we making this thing way too complicated? Um, I think we're making it way too complicated, mm-hmm. but that being said, uh, I think that for most people that I'm working with, breakfast is a good idea. And the reason I say that is because when you don't eat, when your blood sugar is not stabilized, it becomes a stress. And if you're somebody who's already stressed or already in a, you know, hyperadrenaline state and, you know, then fasting could cause more harm than, than good. And for most people, they might not see it right away because initially, because you're running on adrenaline, you feel really good. I think that's why a lot of people are doing the intermittent fasting and feeling great. And then, and then eventually, um, it can wreak some havoc, but you know, like there was a, there was the dude, I don't know if you watched or read the article about the guy who went and stayed with the Hadza in Africa and he did his whole biome thing. Did you? Yeah. You know? we, we t- I was seen an article. Yeah. We talked yeah. about that. Okay. Yeah. So, so in there, it was, it was interesting because they're a hunter gatherer tribe and they ate five, they eat five or six times a day. Wow. And they might not have big meals. So, you know, you've talked in the past about like, we're supposed to be in this kind of semi-starved state or like mm-hmm. underfed. Mm-hmm. And so they're not eating huge meals, but they're eating five times a day and they're a hunter-gatherer tribe. So, you know, when I look at circadian rhythms and people who are probably more closely linked to the circadian rhythm than anybody else, I'm going to say that they got, they're onto it and um, they're keeping that blood sugar stable. So if you're in a stressed out state, um, I think that, that possibly eating to bring some balance uh, would be good. Well, it's interesting too, because when people are mostly stressed, what do people do? They go for like the absolute worst shit they can find. Right. So when you, when you say eat, let's be clear about what that means too. <laughs> well, of course I'm eating. I'm toaster strudel and pop tarts. 
in a a big OJ what are you crazy of course of course no I I think you know we don't want to get into too much it's just you know the idea of having breakfast and just eat whole foods you know eat whole eggs eat if if adding some oatmeal on the side is your jam do it you know it's better than a pop tart and or have some fruit or what we can get into you know the actual thing but we have a thing on on uh, are my plate, you know, the, mm-hmm. the skull and the guru, my plate. So I believe it's like episode 12 or something where we have, we break this down and then we have what our typical meal would look like. Yeah. So people can do that or experiment and see what things eat that feel good and what things that don't. But I think the bottom line is like, get up, break your, have some water, break your fast with some food mm-hmm. and get your rhythm going. Yeah. You know, and and intermittent fasting is something that works for you and, you know, and you've talked to a doctor and you find out that it works for you. We're all by all means, we're not saying, you know, don't, don't, um, alienate that practice, but it's also, you know, just in terms of morning routines and kind of getting the ball rolling, find something that works for you and and try to stick with it. So I mean, Jared always talk about experimentation. So Jared, you say how sometimes you'll start with one week, you'll just go oatmeal, see how you feel, make, make notes. Next week, you might go bacon and eggs with some avocado, make notes. Right. So you're always kind of checking in with yourself and seeing what works and what doesn't work. Definitely. I think that's a N equals one is the best experiments you can do. So we can tell yes. you everything until we're blue in the face. But it's like the, the this morning's routine. So we can tell you to do a specific one. But if, if you're not feeling it. Yeah. Don't do it. Do another yeah. one. You know, like. It's, it's, it's cool. Like for me, it's funny because Andrea's sister has been here all summer and she's like, uh, she went to culinary school and she's like the bomb chef. So like, I'll be like, yo, like make a paleo stew and like, she'll make a paleo stew and I'll have that shit for like a week. So I'll have my dinner at night. I wake up in the morning and I got like good, like superfood breakfast. And it's the same thing I had for dinner. So it's like, don't overthink it. Like if, you know, maybe have dinner for breakfast sometimes. Yeah, whatever, whatever works. So, mm-hmm. so, so far we gave them gratitude journal. We gave them drink some water, some breakfast. Was there anything else that you got that you want to share? Well, I think we talked about this idea of grounding, right? So getting out in nature, getting your feet in the soil, that's, that actually has real benefits. And there have been numerous studies that come out that have came out talking about the importance of grounding, right? Because the earth, the earth is electrical being and we're, you know, electrical beings. So kind of you're reconnecting. Such you're such but, a hippie. <laughs> come on man stop with this hippie shit please <laughs> but but talk, talk about grounding Jared. i know you you experience grounding a lot or you talk about grounding with your clients a lot you you, you obviously are from la i don't do any of that grounding stuff that, man that, that's definitely some la like santa monica <laughs> runyon canyon type shit <laughs> no there's there's uh that's funny no there's a lot of great information on grounding there's a lot of resources on it it's we're like you said, we're electromagnetic beings and we accumulate some would say like, because of all the technology and all this stuff, like we accumulate this, I don't know what, like dirty electricity or this static electricity. And mm-hmm. when you ground, you send it back into the earth. It's like you clear yourself of that. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, there's a, there's a great, I saw a trailer for a great like mini documentary on it and people have cured themselves of, of sickness and illness from it and they 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 have ways of testing it so they they prove that it does have some advantages so um to not like get too in depth it's just like getting in nature you have to put your feet and connect your your bare feet to some earth and i think um i was actually just talking to my business coach the other day because he was having some foot problems and uh i was like how often are you barefoot Mm. and he i mean he's only barefoot when he sleeps Wow. I thought, wow, that's like, 
you know, there's 24 hours in a day and he's, he's got shoes on for 16 hours, yeah. whether it's sneakers or, or shoes. And so like, that's like putting a cast on your feet. We, mm-hmm. we are supposed to be barefoot. We're supposed to be touching the earth. We're, um, we're built to feel the different sensations on the ground, the different textures. So getting, so I, I say for people either find a way to get in nature and put your feet there for 10 minutes and just see, do it a couple times a week and see how it feels. And if you can't do that, at least get in nature and take your shoes off. Like go to your balcony if you're in a third story building and mm. just go sit on the balcony with your shoes off mm-hmm. and just sit there and connect with the breath and breathe some air. Unless yeah. you're in China and you can't because it's so dirty. <laughs> but, but yeah. that, that reminds me too, Jared, when we talk about dirty electricity, like what, what Paul Kim was talking about, where he said like even when you walk or run on treadmills or you're in the gym with all this electrical gym equipment, it creates like this negative um, – negative electricity that you kind of have to get out. So it's important, even when you're getting up and walking, walk on an earth instead of on a treadmill. I, yeah, man, we're designed for it. We're meant to be in nature. And, you know, there's a guy, Arthur Haynes, and he talks about um, connection with nature is a, a nutritional component that we need. Yes. Just like we need fats, proteins, and carbs. Yes. And the Japanese have a, a name for it. And I don't know the name offhand, but they have a name for actual bathing in nature because it's such a profound thing and it's so important. And if you're somebody who's, you know, we did two weeks ago, did we release the one? Yeah. On depression. And we talked about yeah. the illnesses. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're just on a pill and you haven't thought about like taking some time and reflecting and being in nature, like that's a great place to start yes. for de-stressing. Yes, I think that's huge. And yeah, that's actually one of the main things you've taught me. Like since I've been hanging out with you, like going out in nature a lot, doing my workouts outside as opposed to in the gym. Oh, it's, cra- it's crazy the amount of like, I just feel like I'm ready to take on the world. It, it, it Just that little difference is a huge for me. Yeah, being in, being outside, breathing clean air, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, just- not really in Memphis because we have one of the worst air qualities, but I feel you. It's, it's relative, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. But yeah, wow. dude, so, so I think that's a good start, right? We have we have uh, water, gratitude practice. Um, what were the other ones? Um, Ground grounding and breakfast. Yeah, and, and breakfast. so let's let's. I'm would love to hear what is your morning routine. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. My morning routine. What do I do? Well, it, it's funny because like when I wake up in the morning. It's I know I try not to be so connected to it. Like I, like I was telling you, I'll get up in the morning and uh, do my writing if I need to. But sometimes I'll purposely leave things overnight so I can do them in the morning because to me, completing tasks is like a checkbox that I can get early in the morning to already feel like I've accomplished something. So what I'll do is... Dang, I like that. That's yeah. Good. So what I'll do is like I'll have dinner and then I'm usually tired at night. It's like 9, 10 at night. I'll put my stuff in the, I mean, I'll put every, I just leave it how it is, go to bed on time, wake up a little earlier, do my dishes, clean the house. So it's like spotless. So that when I leave for school and come home at night, like I have a good clean house and I leave the house already feeling like I've already, already checked something off. Oh, I like that. So that's, that's, a, nice. that's something good, simple, right. And you know, it's, it's easy. Um, another thing I do is I really try to do some type of movement. Like I have like, a, um, these push up bars, I'll just maybe just bang out 50 to 100 push-ups just to get the blood flowing. Um, I have like a lacrosse ball. So if I'm worked out the night before, I'll, I'll you know, get a little um, 
foam rolling, a lot, a lot of myofascial release going on. I try not to overthink it too much, but I try to do something every morning. And then also my water. So I try to do the best I can with the quality. Um, we have the Mountain Valley actually headquarters are not that far away from here. So we get all like dope flavors in, in 10 Memphis. So I try to get like a good array of Mountain Valley, good, good high quality water when I can. But, you know, I try not to overthink it, but just do something every day. So I'm not just getting up and going to school. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. What about you? I know you got some stuff up your sleeve. <laughs> yeah, my, no, mine's mine's pretty simple. I I um I kind of have the same routine every morning. So I'll get up. First thing I do is I make that drink. So I'll do the water, lemon. Uh, I'll put a little apple cider vinegar and some salt. I'll slam that. Um, I'll do a couple minutes of uh, of movement just to warm up. And I do like very gentle stuff. We talked about uh, original strength. That's some stuff that we did with Julie in San Diego. So I'll do okay. some very light stuff on the floor. And uh, what I'm going to do is this week, I'll make some videos and we can post it with this so people can see the, the movement stuff that I'm playing with. Okay. And then also we posted some videos from last summer in San Diego. So if you guys are interested in what he's talking about, we have some of those videos up on our Facebook. Yeah, great. Okay, cool. And then um, after the movement, I'll do a couple minutes of breathing and then I do some meditation. And then after that, uh, I say three things I'm grateful for and then I'm, I'm out. So my, my whole thing takes probably 10 minutes max. Okay. And then I'm, and then I'm, I'm on the road ready to, you know, have some breakfast and then get going. But for me, when I sit and breathe and meditate, whatever, for a couple minutes, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Talk about that, Joe. Why is breathing to you such an important thing? Um, because our breathing has a chance, has a, our breathing influences our nervous system. So mm-hmm. if we're breathing in and out through our mouth, then we're already setting ourselves up for um, an adrenaline state. So what I do is... is uh, the, the reason the breathing is so important to me is because breathing changes our nervous system response. So if you notice when you breathe in and out through your mouth, you become uh, and you, and you become a chest breather, you breathe, you're in an adrenaline state. Even if you don't feel like you're stressed out because you're breathing through your mouth, your body thinks it is. So you're automatically going into fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And when you breathe through your nose and through your belly, like my son, um, it sets you up for rest and digest. And that's our natural state. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like a lot of people have a lot of stress. And for me to wake up and create that focus, uh, it holds through my day. So it's something I can come back to as like an anchor point. So when, when I hear that my family was in a little accident or I get bad news, I lost a client or something comes up, it's like I can immediately go back to my breathing mm-hmm. and calm the nervous system down and realize that it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the interesting too with that is a lot of people see that as like an involuntary thing or something they're not even paying attention to. And, you know, I, I use this example a lot, like when I'm, you know, because I'm teaching public speaking right now and I have students getting up and they're giving their first speeches ever in front of a group. And you can tell once they start talking, the voice gets a real, real shallow and they start to just kind of almost hyperventilate. And you can tell they're breathing solely through their mouths. And then once I tell them that you actually, that's one of the main things or almost the only thing that you can control when you get up to speak in front of people is your breathing patterns. And once they can control that, it's crazy how much they relax. Yeah. So that's, that's huge. And people can tap into that and they can, that's one thing they can do anytime, any place. And that reminds me too, Jared, when we were, when we were in San Diego and you had us running up those stairs, those 
giant ass stairs breathing through our nose and I felt like I was gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was terrible. That was actually <laughs> But it, it, it's important. It talks about, you know, how all these things that we're talking about, the, the body has a way to regulate it. We just tend to bypass that. And I think that's with the morning routine specifically, if we can kind of tap into that early in the morning, it can set up for great things. I agree, man, for sure. So good stuff, man. Any closing thoughts? Yeah. So I just want people to know that there is an option to start your morning in a different way than what you're doing, because uh, doing the same thing every day, expecting change is insanity. Yes. And um, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how long it takes, but just having an intention, have, you know, intentionally working on just breathing through your nose Mm -hmm. just do one new thing every morning or try to do one thing only for a week and just see how it how it changes your experience and it can change over time and it doesn't have to be concrete but and a lot of the changes you won't even notice you'll just be going about your life and you'll look back and be like oh wow like i haven't been stressed in a month and i didn't even realize it right so that a lot of times that's that's the beauty in it so yeah so have fun with it, play with it, get up five minutes early and do your thing and, uh, and try to just be, be a little bit better. Yeah, man. Well, another one in the books. I think this is very useful. Let's keep cranking out the goodness for the people. Yeah, man. So, uh, so we'll do that. We'll post, uh, a sample morning routine this, uh, this week and we'll put some, um, we'll put some videos of, uh, exercises to do to give people some, and we'll give you like a little PDF of some of the stuff we talked about, some of the key points so you can kind of maybe print it out or whatever you want to do with it. Great, Drew. So ne- next week we're talking uh, evening routines, right? Evening routines, yeah. So a lot of people talk about the morning stuff. They don't talk about when you wind down at night. And then these things, again, they work holistically. You can't have one without the other. So yeah, we're going to break that down next week. Scholar and the guru. We're coming back, baby. And this time we're not slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good weekend, everybody. Been listening to the scholar and the guru. For more information about the show, go to thescholarandtheguru.weebly.com or check us out on Facebook at the scholar and the guru. Thanks for tuning in.